I'm Aaron, your Game Master. Hello, uh, this, is, this is Tim from Funny Books. I am playing Renzel Kim, a Ferengi engineer. This is Jake. I am playing Olin Lavker, the captain, the Betazoid captain. I'm John, and I will be playing Savar, the Vulcan medical officer. Or, you know, in old original Star Trek speak, the Vulcanian. The Vulcanian, <laughs> yes. I know the Vulcanian nerve pinch. There you go. <sighs> okay, so uh, last time around, we uh, decided on characters. And since then, have you guys given any any additional thought, now that you have kind of the role that your character is going to be playing, have you given some additional thought to your character background? Have you have you uh, considered uh, like, you know, some additional tweaks that you want to provide to your characters? Uh, well, I, 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 I had thought about, I, I think I had mentioned last time, having a... Uh, a, a significant other somewhere back, perhaps on on Beta Z or something. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'd like to maybe roll with that, just as a a potential backplot. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I'm I'm thinking that at some point I'd like to do a scene where I get to play my Vulcan liar and sit in with the Ferengi's band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell him there's enough liars in the band without him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a it's an instrument. Okay. Sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I had a I, I, there's a lot of things that I I need my captain to buy into, such as <laughs> such as the the one crate in the docking bay that never gets moved because it's where we do poker night. Uh huh. Like inside the crate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so- I figured that was easier than trying to fake a room inside mm-hmm. all of the um. The charts inside the computer, right? It this was easier. actually something I, I was going to ask about because we're, we're I, we we were going to discuss this time about like, uh, like w- like how how new our characters were to the ship and that sort of thing, yeah. and whether or not we knew each other previously. Yeah. I, I was going to say as as far as the Ferengi goes, um, I, I would kind of assume one of the ways he be, he became an officer on this ship is that Olin, once he became captain, hired him mm-hmm. because he can't read his mind. Absolutely. And he likes that. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I would assume, yeah, he, he probably does ignore some of the, you know, as, as long as you're not, you know, it, it, one of those things, you know, if, if I don't see it, it didn't happen. Sure. You know, don't, oh, don't, I don't, think, don't, I don't kill anybody, don't get us into a, an, uh, an interstellar incident, otherwise I don't care. Oh, I figured, I figured you'd be down for poker night. That would just be one of the ones that doesn't make it on the reports. <laughs> maybe maybe a less less frequent poker night player. There you go. Well, once once every six months or something like that. Yeah, for the for the high stakes, the big balling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain's got to show up to show show everybody else who's boss. That's right. Yeah, and uh, let's see, what was the other thing? Oh, because I, I I was thinking in my head, Aaron, today. I, I had this scene in my head about the contract negotiations for hiring the Frangi long term. Uh-huh. And I was I was getting so excited. <laughs> oh my god, I know exactly what I'd ask for. So, I don't yeah, Jake's hitting on kind of what that that kind of questioning as as to how new everything is and all that stuff mm-hmm. and you know, if we're established or not established cuz if we're established, then I'm going to be like, "Well, this is what you agreed to." <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I've got on you. <laughs> As a side note, I am practicing drawing your Ferengi right now. Just, just so you know. Oh, you know, I was. Go- I'm going to send you an email hard. about that. I had some ideas. 
Right on. Nothing, nothing that can't be incorporated into what you're already doing, I'm sure. Oh, no. I, I, I'm, I'm just sketching at this point. I'll, I'll show you guys later on. Most of uh, Tim's ideas around his character involve umoks. Yes. yes. <laughs> lots and lots of umoks. Well, he's a Frankie. They should. It's, it's only Umlots? <laughs> umoks. I, I am a fan of umlots. Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, well, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, you know, are you guys thinking that you would prefer to be an established crew? I can see it being like, like uh, Aaron. I talked to you. I'd mentioned this in my email to you, mm-hmm. which had some of my other, you know, hook stuff. But I, I kind of assume that if we are an established crew, that Olin's not the, the first captain of this ship. Sure. I would assume he's been. Uh, that's a recent uh, shift. Okay. Or at least relatively so. So when you say recent, are you saying like uh, within a year? Uh, few within a year. Within a year. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys that, thinking about that? Does that mean that the rest of us would have served under the other captain? Well, you know, if no. uh, it, it certainly sounds like just based on what, what's already been shared that maybe uh, Tim's character and Jake's character came together as a package. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe, you know, your Trill XO and your Vulcan uh, chief medical officer served under the previous captain. Hmm. Well, I I had this idea in my head that, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not an officer necessarily, although I'm I am the engineering dude, but I'm not really in Starfleet. Right. And so I I kind of thought if if Jake wants to do that, that's totally cool because I could definitely see like behind the scenes saying it costs way more to pay this guy hourly than to just put him on a long term contract. Right. Right. So I would be down with with Jake taking over and first ordering a business, like you know, trying to cut the budget by hiring me. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. Engineering consultant. So yeah. maybe maybe Jake's been on the ship for maybe less than a year, and we start off the game where he's bringing on some new department heads. Is that what we're talking about? Like maybe he's just hired, you know, Tim's character. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I could see, see either that or, or him have or like mine having been a previous first officer for some short period of time before mm-hmm. their captain shifted. Like, like maybe there maybe there was something in the works where their captain was going to be he knew he was going to be promoted, mm-hmm. and so they brought Olin in as a first officer and said, "Okay, learn the ropes, get to know the ship, and then after X amount of time, you're going to be taking the reins." Mm-hmm. You know what I think would be cool, Aaron? What's that? I think it would be cool if they were grooming Wayne's Trill character as as to you know to take over once the old captain got promoted, mm-hmm. and then the, the rug got pulled out from under him, and then mm-hmm. Jake got put in charge. And maybe you know because I, I think maybe the uh, the uh, Trill impl- you know insertion the the symbiont insertion in, into. Uh, uh, Wayne's character, well, that maybe like that interrupted it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that queered his promotion. I could see that. And I'm not saying there could be animosity, but it'd be good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Fodder. Absolutely. So I'm may, sure yeah, even maybe Wayne he was, would be. Wayne would be like, yeah, he's still kind of young to be a captain, so he yeah. understands. But it was kind he, of a dick thing. Yeah, well, you know, and you know, he was kind of in line for it, and then you know, he's got to you know take all this time off. Because he wasn't prepared for it, wasn't expecting to become a joint trill, so he has to go off and do his thing, and then come back. And in the interim, they've seated another captain. Yep, I think that's cool. Okay, and so, mm-hmm. 
So maybe, you know, we kick off the game where, you know, Jake is, is bringing on his new engineer that he's hired. Uh, maybe he's, you know, this is the first, this, uh, this is the first time this new XO is joining the crew. Oh, uh, that's tight. Like they're docking and then you yeah. see the scene. Yeah, they're at the star base yeah. that we've been talking about, and, you know, you know, shipping out the old crew, bringing in the new crew. Yep. So, John, mm-hmm. are you new crew or are you old crew? I don't. I don't have a real feel for it, although I'm kind of thinking it it might have been fun for Savar to have served for a few years with the older with the old captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we may have to establish a bit about the old captain. Absolutely. Then. You know, who, who was he or she, and why? Who was he? Yeah. Yeah, what was the command style? What are the differences between, you know, the, that the old character and uh, you know Jake's captain, and what are the conflicts with the crew? Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's just make this real easy, Aaron. His his style and his and the way he was was exactly like Starscream from Transformers. <laughs> Everybody's happy to see him go. Yeah, but I think uh, I think Savar is going to be. Uh, uh, very interested in having to deal with a trill. Um, you know, I think we, we talked about that being kind of a maybe a confidential thing. Um, so I'm seeing that as maybe playing in for a few scenes at the opening. Yeah. Of the game, maybe me learning that there's a there's a trill crew member that needs you know I don't know what <laughs> medical things trills need, but Savar would have to find out quick. Right. I, I was going to ask you, John, uh, as far as your, because because you're doing the whole experimenting with being more emotional thing, mm-hmm. is 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 that is that going to be something that's well known about your character? Is is that like something that the ship and crew and folks would know about, or is that something you're kind of like doing on the QT? I wouldn't. Um, I, maybe people would know, but but uh, they they would know by um, observation. Um, I don't think it's anything that he would make, you know, uh, necessarily uh, public, you know, uh, public knowledge. But I think if you would see how he is trying to react to patients, it would be like that's kind of strange for a Vulcan. Well, Um, the reason the reason I ask that is because I could kind of see an an interesting scene like after everybody's sort of on the on the ship and we're we're starting to move out. Like I could see Owen like kind of like pulling you aside and, and actually there being a little tension there because mm-hmm. though everybody else thinks of Vulcans as like these emotionless robots, Olin knows better. Mm-hmm. And he, he probably doesn't like the idea of you loosing the reins on what, what he knows is already an overly passionate, you know, race. Okay. <laughs> because, because that might mean he would have to hear you more often. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I, 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 I could see that being one of those, you, you know, you, you, you really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I, uh, I like that idea. And, and I want, I kind of want to play Savar where he's he has recently come onto this or had this epiphany about what he needs to do and he's kind of bad at it. He, he he's trying to get it, but right now it's it's rough. He doesn't exactly know how to show things. Yeah, and I, I would uh, expect Olin to be kind of like the 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 gently discouraging voice, while other people uh-huh. might be like, "Oh yeah, this is a great idea." He'd be like, "No." No, you really should yeah. stop. <laughs> Which, although it's all, it's totally for personal reasons. He'll like couch right. it in other terms. Right. I almost, uh, I don't want to get it. I don't want to make him too data-like, but I almost see him having that element of trying to, 
you know, participate in the human. You know, he he'd probably want to go to the poker game. He'd probably want to do. He probably want to maybe organize a uh, since his weird skill is is he he plays basketball. He might want to organize some kind of basketball tournament on the ship or league or something. He's trying to do all these things that emotional beings do. This is called profit. And what you're going to do is you're going to write up the <laughs> scripts and leave them blank and just sign. Them. <laughs> In turn, I will give you cash. Hmm. Uh, lots of oxy. That's all he's saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all that, all that good feeling you're feeling—that's profit, right there. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help. I was given some thought um, to an NPC, you know, and usually the captain has a yeoman or something. And I was thinking, you know, what kind of yeoman might uh, uh, Jake's character have? And I was thinking. I, I started thinking from yeoman to like personal assistant. How familiar are you guys with the original series Star Trek episode I Mud? Oh yeah, Jake. Uh, very little. I, okay. I, although, although, the, thankfully, Netflix can educate me rather quickly. Well, it's so. the episode of of the original series. It's the second episode in which uh, Harry Mud appears. And the episode starts off where he is, you know, the emperor over a planet of androids. And all the androids on this planet are designed to serve. And so at the end of the episode, you know, uh, Kirk, of course, outsmarts the androids. And, you know, because they were trying to take over the universe so that they could serve everyone. And he, of course, you know, outsmarts the androids. And, you know, they, they are in the process of re-educating them. So I was thinking... You know that you know here we are several decades removed from from that occurrence that some of these androids have been introduced into Starfleet not as officers because we have to you know consider that data was the first android in Starfleet, but as assistants and you know to help fulfill their need, their still desire to serve, but also you know to exercise some independence, etc. And I was thinking about having one of those androids working for your captain. Did I just hear that Bender is going to be part of the Star Trek game? Because that's, <laughs> that's what I gathered, and that's hot. I'm what are y'all's thoughts about that? My thought is we've already got a sausage fest. Can we have a blue skin chick up in this? That was <laughs> the, the man makes a fair point. <laughs> the, the man makes a fair point. <laughs> I don't know what these things look like, but I, I mean, I'm okay with look- it because, you know, it's just something else for them to break and me to try to fix <laughs> or to improve right or, sell. or duplicate <laughs> scuttle yeah. right so jake what are your thoughts about that oh i'm intrigued okay and uh, uh john i like it because i'm uh i'm seeing someone who savar might be able to see is a little less emotional than he is maybe uh-huh um i don't know that might be kind of fun Will they have the uh, Will they have the necklace with the light up number on it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna pass on that. We're gonna pass on that. Yeah. Okay, number one. <laughs> but you know, you know, we'll, we'll assign you the Norman android who is, has just got a massive pile of junk down there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to have Norman serve on my ship because that's just distracting. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, I don't I'm have go- any batteries for your personal assistant anymore, Captain. 
<laughs> might, I might have used them for the lighting in the cafeteria. <laughs> well, I think that's what Norman's carrying down in his pants, is the bad. <laughs> it's a couple of D-cells, I think. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now, I sent three ship possibilities. Now, these are not the only ships that we can consider, but I sent three for y'all to consider. And you guys are free to uh, suggest your own. But there are three ship classes that I provided. One was the Excalibur class that we're familiar with from uh, you know Star Trek Three, uh, as well as a couple of episodes of uh, Next Generation. It's a great big, huge ship. You know, probably more than a thousand crew. Um, then I also sent the Reliant class that we're familiar with from Star Trek II Wrath of Khan, um, which you know uh, has a couple of hundred people serving on it. And then I also gave you the Larson class destroyer, which is the smallest of the three of those ships, which probably has about 100, 120 people serving aboard. Um, did you guys have any ship designs that you want to talk about uh, other than those three? What about the Space Squid? <laughs> We're not using the XO space. Okay. Any other I'm thoughts? Guessing, I'm guessing the Planet Eater Doomsday one not not on the table. <laughs> <laughs> How about the uh, Millennium Falcon? Oh, wrong game. Sorry. <laughs> you know, John, go stand in the corner. <laughs> I normally do. It's a round ship. There's no corner, John. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I. I I I know Wayne said he wanted to have some kind of experimental ship so that there could be opportunities for goofy ass technology. Right. And so my question is, I don't. I mean, these three that are sent out aren't experimental ships just by nature, but that's not to say that we can't. Right. That you can't have yeah. an experimental star drive, computer system, weapon right. system. What? Well, and of them, the, the Excalibur class is the most recent, isn't it? And that it was the, experimental, like, what, six years ago? That's seven correct. Seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So, know. you know. Okay, here's here's my thing. Go big or go home. <laughs> I, I kind of think the other two look a little goofy. Okay. So, if I have to, if I, my vote is already for the Excalibur class. Okay. Um, John? Yeah. Let me, uh, I'm still... You're still downloading, John. Come on. Are you on hotel internet? Is that what the problem is? I am, yes. The fact that you're here is dedication (laughs) that some people on this podcast, (laughs) Wayne, don't have. So, we appreciate it. It's true. It's true. Um, Okay. I'm I'm thinking, um, you know, the the Reliant class, I don't know, every time I see that, I think of uh, Rathacon and... uh, Hasn't that shown up in a few other places, that class of ship? I don't think we've seen any Reliant other than in Wrath of Khan. Okay. The it, Larson, it, was in, it was in TNG a couple of times. Yeah. The Larson Usually, class destroyer, I don't know. That sounds a little more military maybe than mm-hmm. than what our mission is. So I'm kind of left with the Excalibur. I mean, I'm thinking yes! we're out uh, explore, exploring a big uh, a big new sector of space we don't know what we're going to run into maybe we need the the versatility of the big ship sure yeah your your engineering officer needs a needs a needs a room way in the depths of that ship because he plays <laughs> drums okay that's going to be in the contract 
You're not going to hide me in one of those little ships. Uh, Jake, cool. what do you think about uh, about the ship? I- I'm really happy I wasn't going to have to convince anybody for the Excalibur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and, and Wayne sent me his vote. He was wanting the Excalibur class. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> so it's unanimous. The Excalibur class it is. Uh, it's Oh, it's it's minor. It's cosmetic. It just looks a little cooler. Well, let me it's it's the, the Enterprise B. Had the it's 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 the it's essentially the Excalibur class with like uh, a slightly more disc shaped underbelly and like extra. It's got, fl- it's got flames painted on it. Yeah, that makes yeah. that makes it faster, and I will and I will I'll put that in writing as a guarantee as the engineer. <laughs> and fuzzy dice also help on the bridge. Yeah. They help control flames on the side. I'm well, why wouldn't you want that? It's got a VTEC sticker on it. <laughs> the Pioneer stereo system on the bridge. Yeah. Hell yeah, we'll get a sticker. Maybe. So I've been thinking, uh, would my character be called Doctor Savar? Yes. Okay. Interesting. But you know they'll put it. In, you'll, it'll always sound like air quotes. Doctor <laughs> Savar? <laughs> Question mark. Hello, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like when you're talking to Luke Meyer, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've decided on ship. We've decided on um, our Betazoid captain will have been recently installed. And uh, the Trill XO, who was originally in line for the job, is now rejoining the ship after having been uh, recently joined. Uh, we'll start the game with the Ferengi engineer having uh, signed his new contract. And talk to me about, I don't think we've made a decision on Dr. Savar. Is he, well, did, did we decide that he's going to have served under the previous captain? Yes. Okay. I think that's the way I want to go. Okay. So we're going to try to flesh out the previous captain? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Talk to me about the previous captain. First, initial thoughts, alien, human, got lots of aliens. I say we make him human. Okay. Mm-hmm. Male, female, does it matter? I don't I don't think it necessarily matters. Okay. I think w- more what matters is why he's retiring and where he's going. I agree. Because so, I, I want to know if this guy's like like old like Jack Palance old and Curly's gold. <laughs> he's decided to leave and go to a ranch in Montana or whatever. Uh-huh. Or if you're dealing with an up and comer kind of character. Okay. Well, you know, an Excalibur class ship's a pretty big darn deal. You know, it's a, that's a big command. So, uh, you know, it's not like, you know, if you're bouncing off of an Excalibur uh, ship command, you'd probably be moving into the Admiralty. You know, you'd be you'd be moving into you know something uh, in a leadership position back at you know Starfleet Command or perhaps you're you know heading up a uh, a sector of space, you know, a Commodore or something like that. Uh, you know, because like I said, Excalibur class ship is, is a pretty big darn deal. So, you know, with that in mind, you know, is uh, is this person retiring because, like you say, you know, they've just you know kind of reached the end of their career and they they want to go sit on the porch and you know tell old stories or you know are they did they promote up and possibly a recurring NPC or did something happen where um, um <sighs> Something uh, not so great happened, and instead of, uh, um, you know, removing the captain from 
Starfleet, they just decided to promote upwards. Say, let's just move this guy on. Upwards. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that was John's way of saying he torpedoed torpedo tubed his ass. You've been relieved of your duties, Captain. It seemed Ooh. logical. You know that that could actually be you know maybe a, a scandal is that mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know, because the the medical officer has the authority to remove the, the an officer from uh, uh, from duty if they you know aren't fit for command. That like is a that. that is a big albatross around your neck, though, John. I but I like those. Okay, uh, all uh, a thousand people are going to be like that asshole is why we've got all these changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's okay. That, that that'll mean, crank the animosity towards my character too. Uh huh. Pretty you heavily. Know, like to tell. Mm-hmm. I haven't found my zombie-filled church in this game, so I'm, I'm looking for it. <laughs> it's coming. Okay. Yeah, don't go to deck F. <laughs> deck C. Dex- no, no, that's that's where I live. <laughs> Stay the hell out of deck C. <laughs> Unless you're deaf. So maybe, okay, so backtracking to uh, uh, Wayne's character... You know, Wayne's character was kind of being groomed for the position. We knew that, you know, you know, said captain was going to be retiring in a couple of years. And, you know, the, the thought was that this XO would be taking over the job. Well, while he's away, and maybe, maybe Wayne's character was covering for this guy. You know, Aaron, I think I speak for everyone when I say fuck Wayne's character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think it would be cool if he was covering you know, so maybe you may, maybe he had you know some kind of you know syndrome, some kind of you know uh, debilitating disease where maybe he wasn't lucid all the time or yeah, uh, I like so we, that. <laughs> Captain shakes, <laughs> shaky, <laughs> shaky. I you know I think that's cool, and I also think that adds a layer on top of the whole thrill, you know getting injected into him kind of thing uh-huh. that maybe that wasn't the only reason that was just an opportune reason for them to not make him captain <laughs> the, 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 the way we're saying this up john you're you're gonna be like that no one's gonna like you nobody's gonna like <laughs> well, nobody's gonna like any of us no 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 no, no, no but, but no but everyone will hate john because everyone well except for you you're you're the only and you'd just be indifferent to him because he's he can't make you profit <laughs> He can make me profit. Well, I, 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 he just won't know it. <laughs> yeah. You're, no, no, we're going to be good. That all assumes that this uh, former captain was much beloved by his crew. That's, That's true. true. Um, that perhaps true. he wasn't so much. But if he wasn't, or at least wasn't very respected, why would you cover for him? True, and uh, and I think uh, Dr. Savar would have to have some sort of uh, very good reason, like whatever was being covered up was actually putting everyone in danger in some situation. Sure. Well, and maybe it, Dr. Savar wasn't aware of the issue cuz I mean, you know, it would be his duty, you know, if he was if he was aware of an impairment to the to the captain's uh, mm-hmm. uh you know, position. Yeah, you know, it'd be his duty to to report that and have him, you know, shipped well, off. It it, mm-hmm. it and 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 since Wayne's not here, I can just throw this out there. It could be it could be part of the cover up that that Savar doesn't know who. Well, like it, it was a medical condition. Somebody was altering the the bed data somehow. Ooh. 
and or, and Savard doesn't know who just yet. That that's cool. Because that adds a, that adds an on ship intrigue kind of element. Hey, or okay. maybe when it came out that the trail was covering a bit that Starfleet said, "Okay, this is why you're not going to be captain." Yeah. Or, and you know, we can we could put this up as a mystery even for you guys. You know, I could talk to Wayne about this. Maybe that. That's maybe that's what happened. Maybe, maybe you know, um, uh, you know, the Trill doctored those records, you know, and covered mm-hmm. for him. Or maybe that's the way somebody made it look since he wasn't on ship when it all went down. But that's just what everybody's saying behind his back. It may, yeah, may be true. yeah, and you know, maybe some evidence points to it, but there's nothing conclusive. So, because I mean, you know, if you found that out for reals, you'd have to court martial the guy, right? Right. right. Um, can I add a layer? Yeah. So let's say the old captain is Wayne's uncle. Uh-huh. And the reason he's covering for him is cuz it's or the the alleged idea is Wayne would Wayne's character would cover for his uncle. Right. Who is starting to you know s- slip somehow medically. Uh-huh. And so Wayne goes away because his, Wayne's character's dad dies and he has to get the trill and then it's at that time where they oust his uncle. And now he's coming back to a ship where his uncle used to lead, was grooming him to lead, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Because now there's a suspicion about, you know, if he was part of this cover-up. I really like the idea of the cover-up being a mystery. Mm-hmm. That, you know, records were doctored and who did it, you know. That yeah, would I'm be da- cool. I'm down with that. That'll be something we talk to Wayne about and see if that's something that he wants to uh, to play up with his character. Tell me about the old captain. Was Did, did people like the old captain? Tell me about his characteristics. I, you know, I have this image of this guy that's nice, but like too too nice, like to a fault now. Where he's a little, he's way more passive than he should be on things. Okay. And that's part of part of what starts getting him in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that that's what I had in my head when I thought of this guy, like Wayne's kindly uncle or whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a nicer captain. It's not as, you know, it's not like anything you know we've we've seen on the TV. Maybe uh, maybe he should have moved on some time ago, but he just, you know, he loves being the captain of a starship and doesn't want to move on. And Or there was this one mission that he, he was trying to complete, and he finally came to terms with the fact that he wouldn't be able to finish it. So, you know, he kind of filled in, uh, you know, the trill. Right. And so it was going to be, you know, part of his, like, not what the Federation gave him, but just as you're going, keep on the lookout for this MacGuffin or whatever. So maybe he stayed on too long because he was he had a hope in the back of his head that he could accomplish X. And I'm okay with uh, you know him being a a popular captain and and Doctor Savar, you know, having to put up with some resentment for being the whistleblower. So that's okay by me. Well, I'm thinking it might, it maybe came to a head when something where he should have, you know, everything pointed to like a military action and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And like later on down the chain, people died mm-hmm. and someone else had to clean up the mess. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what led to everybody thinking, well, maybe his, everybody questions his, we're questioning his judgment. So I could see part of the crew really, really liking him because he's a nice guy, he's a people person. Mm-hmm. But I could see another section of crew is like, no, we, you know, we're not doing what we're supposed to do because he's too busy trying to be everybody's friend. Um, so we said that he did get moved up to being an admiral now? I don't think we've decided or, that yet. Okay. 
Well, particularly if this is how he, like, got got taken off the bridge of this ship, but, yeah. Maybe it'd be more of an ambassador situation, because he's he's a nice person, he likes to uh. be friendly, he's made some connections, maybe they make him an ambassador somewhere close to where our base is. Yeah, and I think the question is, is do we want him to be a recurring character, or do we want him to just be background? So if he was going to be background, you could always say, you know, he was gently retired and now he lectures at Starfleet Academy. But if you want him to be a recurring character, you could say, you know, he's an ambassador. He's, you know, serving on the admiral's, uh, uh, you know, the, the sector admiral's staff. Well, here's what I'd say: if if Wayne is if Wayne wants to make it a, a relation, I think mm-hmm. that would be a. A question that you know you'd lean more heavily on Wayne's, uh, you know what he would want if he would want the uncle to reoccur and all that stuff and be, you know, present to ask him questions about his quest for the MacGuffin or whatever. Sure. I mean, I, I think as far as I'm concerned, it, do, it doesn't make much difference to me. Uh huh. I think it would make a difference if uh, if he was complicit in the cover up. It. If he if he was, I could see him maybe coming back as that plot line of who did it, you know, who did the cover-up unfolds. Right. But if he wasn't, if he didn't really even know that this was being done, then, yeah, maybe he's just wandered off stage. And well, I think we'll, have, we'll need to come back and revisit this uh, when Wayne's on the mics, just to kind of nail it down. Yeah. No, you could just tell him. This is how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's an order. Um... Okay, so ship name. The SS Prophet. <laughs> <laughs> have, any, have you guys been uh, entertaining any ideas about ship names? Yes. What have you thought about, Jake? Uh, uh, the, the one that came to me first was the Scheherazade. As, as it has a, 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 a meta context of, you know, this is a storytelling game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I guess no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> John, any thoughts? Um, well, I'm kind of th- uh, not. I haven't nailed it down to a particular thing, but I'm thinking about the idea of a, uh, you know, maybe a famous explorer's name, since that's sort of the the, the, the mission of the ship. Sure. I want. I want. Like the SS Ares, like I want a Roman god of war on this or whatever on this thing, a Greek god of war. Sorry, that's what, that's what I was like. Yes, that was just my thought. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all on the same page there. <laughs> what about like the SS Buttercup? No, that's that's balls. That's what that is, sir. You, you know what? That totally works if it's armed to the teeth. <laughs> just you know, great big cannons just all mm-hmm. over the ship. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's 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 nothing but warp drive and torpedoes. That's that, that's <laughs> the ship that gets uh, the SS Buttercup. <laughs> SS. Everybody sleeps on the ceiling in a hammock. This yeah. is a great idea. <laughs> we hmm. eat torpedoes. Any other thoughts on uh, ship names? And we don't have to resolve this tonight. We can come back and, and do it another night. But uh, just Here's a, well, the Cook or the Drake or the uh, Boone or the Carson or the Crockett. The, <laughs> the Magellan. Magellan, yeah. 
That's got a nice ring to it. Magellan. Of course, now I think we're a GPS, but whatever. <laughs> Ooh, I like the uh, USS Brulee. It could be the USS Creme Brulee. I like Creme Brulee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, the mythological uh, aspect, though, I kind of like that. Uh, you know, that that could we, be good too. We can mix the two. It could be the Drake after Francis Drake. Or maybe like the Bellerophon. Was the Bellerophon a ship? That was already a ship, wasn't it? In Star Trek. Maybe. It's not ringing a bell. Mm, maybe not. So we go back to the space squid? <laughs> We're back to the squid. I like the space squid. <laughs> the Tasman. The guy who <laughs> explored Tasmania. There you go. <laughs> then it could be nicknamed the Devil. Old SS Mess of Ephistopheles. There we go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I could paint USS that sucker Satan red himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, there might be a discount in the cost of hiring the Frangi to serve on the SS Mephistopheles. <laughs> Just gonna let you know. What about something German like Schweinfurth? Guten Tag, I am Captain Jake of the USS Schweinfurth. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> we have ways of beaming you up. But the Munchausen. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we say goodbye in Starfleet. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I am looking up lists of moon gods. How about an explorer god? That's what we need. You'd want one for roads or something well, like that. Uh, Travel. Artemis was a was the Greek god that's associated with the moon. Of course, they list like seven of them, so I don't know which one is specifically. Well, they're all, they're all gonna. Yeah, be. it's Greek. What are you? Okay. Yeah. You want an explorer god? Okay, hold on, we'll get there. Earth. Ooh, knowledge or wisdom? I think that's the closest I can get, John. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Got Hermes for travel. Yeah, I was gonna say travelers or, or uh, roads. Well, if you, if you go in Greek, it's Athena. Or, or Apollo. But I don't think you can really call it the Apollo. Because then we just sound like a satellite. What about USS Auckland? Because that's the uh, goddess queen of sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, I'm sitting here trying to be serious, come up with a name, and you're just goofing around. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. I'll focus. Alright, thanks. I appreciate it. I actually like that, though. Um... <laughs> what about now that you've been sufficiently chastised? <laughs> what about the uh did any of these uh explorers, real world explorers have famous ship names? Ooh, good idea. Yeah, like uh well, the Nina, the Pinto, the Santa Maria, <laughs> yeah, the Beagle. USS Beagle. Boy, that'll strike fear into the hearts of <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I would pipe in the music from Snoopy. (laughs) Piano music. (laughs) How about this one? The The Argo. The Argo's Argo's like... That seems a bit on the nose. (laughs) Des. The Janus. Roman god of gates, doors, doorways, beginnings, and endings. Oh, that's kind of cool. Can we pronounce it Janus so it doesn't sound so feminine? Or or so much like anus. 
<laughs> Everyone's furiously Googling. I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, burning up the interwebs. <laughs> what about uh, USS Gilgamesh? Well, we will have no bull on this ship. <laughs> so say we could go for the Enkidu. I can't even pronounce that. Texera? <laughs> Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. It's Portuguese. I'm I'm doing I'm I, I'm I'm a Midwestern boy, Jake. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I pronounce it Tyxera. That is a those that is a pair of Portuguese uh, explorers. One was the Amazon River. The other one was the Madeira Islands, whichever where the hell Madeira is. But I, I thought that was a cool name. And then you've got those wonderful um, adjective names like intrepid and uh, yeah, um, that sort of thing. Vigilance, <laughs> endeavor, endeavor. <laughs> I don't know what that. Here's some uh, um, s- some synonyms for intrepid. Um, spunky. <laughs> <laughs> Bodacious. <laughs> the SS Bodacious. That's kind of cool. Unflinching. <laughs> I like spunky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can just see the captain, you know, yelling, you know, rhyming speed right. you know, on the on the bridge of USS Spunky. Uh, Romulans are attacking. What will we do? Hey, gang, let's put on a show. <laughs> Undaunted, Dauntless was Dauntless was one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think already. Yeah. Courageous. It doesn't mean you couldn't be, you know, a new ship of the name of a new, you know. Resolute. I like Resolute. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Oh, you know what? I think I've got. Does anybody else like Revolution? I like Revolution. See, but then I just think of uh, friends. Sam, how, how, how about you and your friends versus me in the revolution? <laughs> no, no one else watched Dave Chappelle. Okay, right, never mind. Just me then. <laughs> the Lone Ranger. <laughs> well, how about the Tonto then? <laughs> Yelta, hey. <laughs> we could do. Uh, there, we could do Sea Gods. Seafaring gods. There's plenty of those. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the SS Armstrong. Huh? As in Stretch Armstrong? No. <laughs> what else? As in Neil Armstrong, first oh. first man on the moon. Never heard of him. <laughs> Pathfinder, pioneer, searcher, seeker. I like Pathfinder. Although that's another that's another one of those NASA missions. That's also another system. Right. True. What about Aegis? That's kind of cool. Spell that. A E G I S. The Aegis? Uh huh. Aegis. Aegis. See, now everybody pronounces it differently. Yeah, but that happens. (laughs) I I kind of like that. In ancient times to display the. you know what, Aaron? I'll vote for Aegeus. Uh, I, li- I, I actually I, like Aegean. Like, yeah, I was about to say Aegeus, I, I, but Aegean I kind of like. I like the Aegean as well. Uh, the name of the sea, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
Well, Jake's ah. the captain, and I can paint it on the side. We've got our ship name. <laughs> Sasagian. You don't like I the ship name, John? You get to that. name your bay. <laughs> Welcome to the crunk. <laughs> and what would that mean? Would that mean shield? Is that what that means? Well, mm-hmm. Aegis means shield, you know. Yeah. I'm going over to dictionary.com and seeing if it gives me a definition. Because I think that's oh. what that means. I think that's yeah. that's like Aegis. shield. The Aegis was Odin was not Odin was Zeus's shield. Right. Um, Pertaining to the Aegean seas, denoting the prehistoric civilization that preceded the historic Hellenic period and flourished on the various islands and nearby regions of the Aegean Sea, as in as at Crete or Argolis. That's not helping me. I think you know. I think the the sea is named. Because it was a it was a shield it was a yeah it's a buffer because it yeah. was a between Greece and Asia Minor right then I like it even more now yeah traditionally named for Aegeus father of Theseus who threw himself to his death when he thought what his son f- had perished but perhaps from Greek and you know kind of word of unknown is- origin yeah that's a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> If you consider our mission, you know, it's exploration, but it's also defense. You know, we don't know what's out there. We need to find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, so we're going to go with Aegean. USS Aegean. That, and when when they list all the ships, we we get to go first. That's right. (laughs) Oh, you got to go. come up with the Aardvark. That's what I'm saying. You got to go with Aardvark. USS Aardvark. The fucking Aardvark. USS Ground Pick. We were first. Well, that's, that's okay because t- the first one is the USS Abs, and and everybody just makes fun of them. <laughs> the, the abs. Yeah, their uniforms are all half shirts. Yeah. Nail, pump the club music. We like the party. It's a very fit group. Okay, so we've got a ship name. We've kind of got some drama that we've built up, you know, in terms of uh, you know turnover in, in the leadership of the, of the of the ship. Um, so let's talk about system. Uh, oh, no. we had talked before about perhaps using the FASA rules, or perhaps using Savage Worlds. Now, I think I know how, how Wayne feels about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I think, I think Wayne is interested in playing the FASA rules. That's true. Um, John, <laughs> I believe you, too, are interested in playing the FASA rules. Yeah, but I'm not married to it. Okay. So, Tim. Savage rules. Okay. Jake. Uh, I- I'll go for... for the- in a pinch, the simpler option. Which would be Savage Worlds. Probably Savage Worlds, yeah. Okay. Now, Aaron, can you talk a little bit about FASA system? Yeah, I don't know much about it, so... Okay. So, uh, and John, feel free to jump in here since since you have played. Sure. Um, it is skills-heavy, so whereas in Savage Worlds, you have broader skill sets to, you know... So, for instance, in... in uh, uh, Savage Worlds, you have one shooting skill for any type of gun ever that you might use. Whereas in um, uh, the FASA rules, you have marksmanship, 
and you might have marksmanship phaser, marksmanship phaser rifle, you know, that kind of thing. Under Savage Worlds, you may have a um, technology skill or a science skill, let's say. Um, whereas in FASA, you would have biology and xenobiology and astro- astrology, and you have all these various skills. So I guess what I'm trying to say is on the skill sets, Star Trek is going to get a lot more granular and require you to be specific. Whereas Savage Worlds, you're going to have very broad skills that cover everything. Okay, The combat system is, is a lot faster in Savage Worlds. The FASA system uses action points. And uh, if I recall correctly, it's been a while since I cracked the book, you run off of uh, various beats. So you may have... You may act on, you know, phases. Is it phases, John? I, it seems like to me that maybe um, uh, different actions cost different amounts of action points. Yes. And yeah. you, like, run up from one, and it's kind of a count-up thing, and you go whenever your total comes up, something like that, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little more complex versus the, the initiative in, in Savage Worlds. And, and that's probably the, the, the best way to say it. It's fat, the FASA system is going to be a little more complex than the Savage Worlds rules. Well, what I, what I would say is that it's not like we couldn't – you couldn't say, oh, Aaron, okay, instead of 15 skill points, we're giving you everybody 45, and we are, you know – we are making the skills more dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, so that you, you, you know, instead of shooting, you could do shooting phase or shooting whatever you'd call well, it. And, and I don't even rifle. know that that's, that's something that we would want to, you know, like if we were going to use Savage Worlds, I don't know that that's a, a, a definition that we might want to get into, but we might want to get into, you know, uh, shooting, uh, uh, phaser weapons, you know, so your beam weapons, I should say, you know, shooting uh, uh, slug throwers, you know, mm-hmm. that that kind of specificity. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the what that one Savage World Star Trek hack had. Um, you know, there was I think there were some things there around you know the technology like uh, warp engine technology, impulse engine technology, or starship, you know, in- engine tech. Versus, you know, other types of mechanics, that kind of thing. Well, here's where I'm coming from. I'm I'm okay with making the skills more broad, mm-hmm. and I heard it was a percentile system, so I'm not I'm not scared of doing that. What does scare me is the talking about making combat longer, especially in a Skype game. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yes, I'm so. honestly I'm not leaning I, I'm not leaning towards FASA. Okay. Just, just because you know, I want to give you guys the the choice. Uh, I'm certainly going to it, in the whether we use faster or not. I'm going to pull over a lot of the uh, uh, color from faster. Flavor, just, yeah. yeah, the the background and, and that kind of stuff. Like I'm going to be using the the you know starship specifications to cross over into Savage Worlds. Should we choose to use Savage Worlds, um, you know, really. In a lot of respects, for me, the system is not nearly as important for what we're doing, um, just because you know we're going to edit out a lot of the system stuff, you know, just like we do in Knights of Rainsboro. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I, you know, so we're not going to try and teach a system. We're just trying to find the system that's going to support the type of play that we want to have. 
I think you're you're better off uh, Savage Worlds that way. I mean, because you can you can easily take it as a base and bolt onto it whatever you want. Yeah. So, and, and I have to say that's kind of my thinking as well. You know, I think not, it would not, also it, it'd be pretty good in the fate system too. But uh, <laughs> ooh, that's, that's some hippie shit right there, John. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, I'm, you know, I'm got, running, I got freaking dice with pluses and minuses and shit. <laughs> I'm running Dresden files right now for my home group. So oh, I know you are. You should be <laughs> posting it too, John. I know. I'm so lazy. I must get on it. God damn it. I will. I will. All right. Well, it's not like I've got some actual play from March I need to post. So. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> of course, I didn't volunteer to help either, so I guess that's all. Well, you know, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I think it's appropriate for you to just harass me. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's not like you don't, like, edit a podcast every week either, though. <laughs> that's kind of where I, I went out of line a little. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. So we got a ship no. name. I, I, it sounds like we're okay with Savage Worlds, but we uh-huh. might want to do some beefiness to it. Yeah, I, I need to sit down with the, the hack rules that we circulated earlier and just make sure I'm happy with those and maybe uh, throw out some additional skill sets before we start generating characters. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I, I, it sounds like we that, that we're all pretty much on board for Savage Worlds. I mean, John, you don't feel, you don't feel railroaded? No, yet? sir. I, okay, Savage... we'll, we'll work on that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, Savage Worlds would be would be good, and I think the first time that we hit Starship Combat will be like, thank God we're doing Savage Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking of uh, generating a table. Uh, I was thinking about I was thinking about Savage Worlds Starship Combat the other day, and I was thinking about generating a table for, uh, you know, you know how when when you. You know, you're watching a Star Trek episode, and the ship's taking fire, and the random station blows up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and talking about how you're how you're damaged when that occurs. I'm, I've been you know pondering that. You know, like you know the ops console blows up. You know, you take a cut to the head, and you know, uh, right. blood in your eyes, or you know, you, you, your your horrible burns across you know whatever percentage of your body. You know, those kind of things. You know, just for sounds color. Like, sounds like a lot of work for my character. <laughs> well, you know, you got to keep the doctor busy. Right. Otherwise, your sh- your sh- ship surgeon just gets bored. <laughs> no, no, no. We keep him on the bridge just in case. <laughs> no, you right here with your medical kit. Yeah, keep 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 him busy because we don't want him finding ways to remove the captain again. That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. Owen's like, no, no, no. You're you're staying on the bridge. I've been on the bridge of just the starships to know that uh, for some reason only people up here get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, yeah, Z deck right is fine. <laughs> We're all happy down here. It's like I don't know if you noticed. This is the only deck without seat belts. That's right. <laughs> I see. I would think that that would be my first move as starship captain is to ins- install you know some kind of seat belt there in that chair. Uh-huh. You know that whole getting. Th- I'd, I'd be thrown out of my chair once, and yeah, I'd, I'd have to have seat belts then. <laughs> the five point harness. That's right. Exactly. You know, pulling that thing over. You know, getting that buckle right in the center of your chest. Yeah. Captain safety. That would be me. Mm-hmm. And I'd have a helmet as well. Because, you know, sometimes <laughs> you still get a beam to the forehead. So. 
and shoulder pads. Full, I have shoulder pads. Face plate because because the shrapnel always has to go into your head. If it kills you. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. I'm a little concerned about taking orders from a captain that wears a helmet. <laughs> yeah, captain we might crash think he's test dummy. Did, 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 captain did I mention the ed. Did I mention the breathing apparatus? <laughs> he just comes in a full vacuum suit every day. Captain in the bubble. Does he have like a laser sword too, Jake? Because I'm starting to I'm starting to buy in now. <laughs> it's it's a phaser sword. Thank you. Yes. In Star Trek. <laughs> Uses dilithium crystals instead. Yeah. Of, okay. Or, uh-huh. Yes. You have disappointed me for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> now, how come you can make Star Trek, Star Wars jokes and not get in trouble? What's going on here? Because we like it's not than... serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I understand now. Yeah. But well, uh, you, you had mentioned something about setting. Was there no? Was there no? Or well, we... yeah. Okay, so let's go back and talk about. Uh, about the star base. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, having you guys, you know, a, a, a home base, which is the star base, you know, you're out there in this sector, unexplored area that you guys are going to be involved in exploring. Um, we had talked before about the types of games, uh, the types of missions, that kind of thing that you guys wanted to play. Um, have you given any additional thought to that, particularly in light of, uh, the, the characters that you're going to be playing now? I've I've named the pawn shop, Aaron. And what is the name of the pawn shop, Tim? The name of the pawn shop is Circles Within the Circles. <laughs> and why is it called Circles Within Circles? Because I'm complex, just like my pawn shop. You are complex. Yeah. Gears with its webs within webs. Like um, a circle in a circle, like a wheel within a wheel. Yeah. Is that song just playing over and over? No, we're not that blatant. Just the name is fine, thank you. (laughs) You know, I kind of liked the... I don't remember who had the character that was... I think it was Jake that had the character that was... uh, When they were talking about other PCs that was contacted by this, like, secret organization and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I really like the idea of, like, maybe a couple different, like shadow brotherhood things out there well we we shuffled that hook onto this character so he, he right. he's, he's supposed to still have that hook so, yeah. right i'm thinking maybe of a like a secondary like maybe not part of starfleet but another shady organization out there like a secret but, society or something yeah yeah something like that well, there's uh uh what is the like the the orion syndicate or uh well that's just that's just your basic mob story right there yeah what about a uh, some sort of um, secret society out there where we're going to be exploring that already has contacts with the Federation that we don't know about? The Space and, Masons. And may, not, <laughs> <laughs> and may not like the idea that it's being opened up for, ex- for exploration. Well, and, you know, may, from when you first said that, uh, John, I was thinking of, you know, we think that we're out there discovering them, but you know, the reality is they discovered us a long time ago. Are we going to go with the uh, the rival ship idea too? Oh yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. Okay, I have that as a as a hook from uh, yep. this time. The SS Ardvark. Are, 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 are we gonna Are we gonna do anything with 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 that? Uh, uh, like building that ourselves? Or are we gonna leave that? 
to you. What would you like to do? I, I can build it, or you, or we can build it together. Your choice. I want you to build it, Aaron, but I want the captain to be this hot chick that everybody wants. <laughs> <laughs> she's younger. She she shouldn't she's have feisty. the captainship, but she's yeah, she's feisty. You make her a redhead, and Wayne will buy in. This is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no no! That plays in because because Aaron wasn't it you who really liked uh, was it Commander Shelby? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I so how know many? Just gonna head. <laughs> so how many how many Federation ships are exploring this new sector? Um, in in terms of Starfleet ships, it'll be two. Yeah. Okay, it'll be two uh, that are actually doing deep space exploration. You know, there will be a a a portion of this area. That's already been explored, and so you'll have smaller ships out there that are, you know, doing stuff. But you know, the right. in terms of deep space exploration, it'll be the two ships, yours and your adversary. Well, I would assume there's like, you know, the the damn you, Ardvark. <laughs> I, would, I would assume there's like the colony bumpkins, like you know, the, the, the frontier pioneer kids who are, right. who are all loaded up and hey, right. And so you, you'll have you'll have you know other Federation ships. You know that are Federation nationals, I, I should say, but they may be merchants or business endeavors. You know, uh, right. you know, independent traders, that kind Freelancers. of freelancers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, well, like 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 Jake was saying, you'll have colony ships. You know, and co- you know, mm-hmm. colony worlds out there. But then you'll have other governments. You know, because you guys are going to be exploring an area that's not necessarily opted into Federation space, because the way the Federation does stuff is it's planet by planet. So, you know, they don't just go out and say, all that I can see out here, this is ours. You know, where there's intelligent worlds, they have to actually opt in. You know, where uh, other outfits have to pay for shipping, I get it free. (laughs) See how this works? USS Amazon. (laughs) Dot com. Dot com. (laughs) Are there any other um, of the biggies out there exploring? The Romulans, the Klingons? Does it border anybody else? Uh, The Klingon Empire. Uh, but of okay. course, you know this is taking place after Star Trek VI. Correct. So th- there is a an uneasy peace mm-hmm. between the uh, the Klingons and the Federation. We will be sure to wreck that by like the second arc. I am yeah. sure that you will. And oh, by the way, I should probably say, with the exception of things like you know, Data was the first android in Starfleet. You know those kinds of things. I'm not looking to wreck that kind of continuity. But I'm also not going to hold us to next generation continuity. So everything that happened, you know, prior Star Trek Six and prior, that's canon. But anything after that is not. So I can tell I can, I can tell Odo to suck it if I actually make it on the Starfleet. That's right. That's right. Okay. So you know, uh, I'm not looking to do that, but I'm just saying. I understand. I understand. But you know, I'm I'm not looking to say, oh no, you can't do that because in season three of Next Generation this happened. <laughs> you know. Uh, I- we're, are our own divergent universe from that point on. I really it, hope we get a lot of fan mail like that, Aaron, and then we can, we, we can have that conversation where, where Andrew and I use the nerd voices. <laughs> well, well, because at some point, you know, if you if you open that door, so at some point somebody's going to say, well, in this episode of Voyager, and then, then it all goes wrong. Exactly. Horribly, yeah. horribly wrong. Well, then yeah. what, what we'll do is we'll, we'll send them an email reply with the Captain Kirk Banging an ocelot that's really you story <laughs> with the title win. Well, you see, I think the response to that is that your first mistake was you were watching Voyager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see where you failed. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, you know, so you know, describing it, you know, will have the, there will be you're going to run into other folks from known space, as it were, um, but you know, then there will also be you know, you know, new people to meet and see and blow up, <laughs> and and profit from exactly exactly. What's the point of being out there if there's not profit? There's profit in those stars. Yes, there is. Those stars, they're made of platinum. Lots and lots of ass. That's right. That's right. And umox. <laughs> I, I like umlots. <laughs> <laughs> this game's going to be made so much more u- universally hilarious by, by Tim's unfamiliarity with the setting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I did my homework. I got my rules of the acquisition up. That's right. I'm worried about me. I'm good. He is ready to acquire. I don't know, Aaron. I I, I know we've already talked about things we'd like to see and what right. we like, right? Right. Do you feel like we've got enough to to start running once we once we you know encircle Wayne back into the conversation? I do actually. I I I. Uh, you know, it's the the difference from what we did in Knights of Rainsboro versus uh, this game is that you know you're already working in an established setting, you know, so there's all kinds of of uh, you know trek bits to pull over. Uh, yeah, I'm I I think that we can be ready to run on this pretty quick. Um, so I'm thinking we've got one more conversation in us, and then you know I can help Jake uh, do his character because he's not as familiar with Savage Worlds as the rest of us. And uh, I think the, the, the rest of you guys can generate your Savage Worlds characters, and then I think we can be ready to go. What level are we starting at as far as... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... Let me go through and look at the Star Trek hack, because I need to figure out a... Uh, you know, and one of the nice things in the FASA system is that if you are a certain rank, you should have a certain amount of skills and you should have a certain amount of, of, of points to play with. So uh, we'll figure out a way to make that work for Savage Worlds. So let me let me you know noodle on that. So Jake, mm. I want you to go watch the episode of I Mud from the original series show. I can do that. I, it's all up there now. I, I told you the movies are coming back on. Yeah, you like, said that. You said I got to tell you, I've been watching a ridiculous amount of Star Trek. Oh, dude, you good. I'm 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 into season five of TNG now. Are you, are you watching chronologically? Well, yes. See, I'm going through like on on Next Generation. I went through and I watched all the Worf episodes. You know, all the Klingons. <laughs> I, that- I I skipped. I think I've skipped five episodes that I just like. Either I've just seen them too many times, or or you can't bear the sight of. Yeah, and and and, and I was shocked that that very few of them were. Uh, uh, in in first season, I was Ugh. expecting more from uh, the first season. Though ridiculously uneven, wasn't nearly as terrible as I remember it. Oh God, I can't I can't watch it. I, I really yeah, Brent I, I can't. Spiner, Brent Spiner got me through. That, that's I really I mean. can't watch much of the first season. It's not until they get collars that I can start watching. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that's when I know it's really gotten good. Is yeah. when the uniforms change. Yeah. Oh, thank God, collars. <laughs> yeah. Finally, they're out of the, they're out of the skin tight spandex. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And you know when Wesley stops wearing his pajamas. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The the the, the, the well no first he has the rainbow sweater. That's well, right. Oh I yeah. have a I have a general question, Aaron. Yes, sir. This this the, the space station and the and the deep exploration. Mm-hmm. What's your typical like? From from base back to base kind of mission. How many months are we dealing with? 
Um, I haven't. For weeks. I've considered I mean, this, it. I'm thinking, you know, more than a month out uh-huh. each time. Okay. So, you know, we'll probably, you know, story arc it a little bit, you know, uh, you know, really only running back to base to resupply. Right, or, or, or replace that engine that we got blown off. <laughs> offload loot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Re- off, offload bonuses. That's right. Right. Well, you, you got to refill the red the, the red shirt stash every now and again. <laughs> once once those boys start 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 getting low, you you know it's time. <laughs> oh, I see it, and I already have a seat in my head. God damn. <laughs> What's addressing, that? Address, addressing the new red shirts in the engineering <laughs> room. They don't get na- You guys don't get names because I don't want to become attached. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Instead, and I start handing out numbers. <laughs> That's great. But, but no one gets number one. <laughs> That's, no. You 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 you're, you're like this one. You don't get this. You earn this posthumously. <laughs> this is for my most trusted engineer. I wait for the I wait for the lippy one. The lippy one gets the pound sign because I want to beat him. God, this is a great. Oh, what? Ready. <laughs> He's ready to do this. A GN theme music graciously provided by some dead guy. Star Trek is copyright CBS Studios. Ideology of Madness, Actual Play, and Star Trek Aegean are productions of ideologyofmadness.com. No Klingons were genetically altered in the production of this podcast. <laughs>